You have arrived at your destination. your resident cartoon junkie Brandon Jones here to bring you a very late episode of the Animation Destination podcast. Uh, had some technical difficulties last week, uh, basically lost this episode, so this is my second time recording it, so hopefully this will work out and everything, so that's why we weren't on last week, because I basically was fed up with losing files. But anyway, uh, we're back, and we're going to be recording this again. This is basically just covering all the new shows uh, coming out in 2020, as we, as you know, 2019 is about to come to an end, so we're rounding into the next decade here, guys. We're going into 2020, um, and I just wanted to give a good uh, uh, outlook on things coming out, things that we'll be covering here, or maybe not covering. I'm not sure. Who knows? Uh, hopefully, there'll be stuff uh, worth celebrating and thus covered on the Animation Celebration podcast. So uh, let's dive into it right here. Now, first off, this is only going to be uh, animated shows, non-anime. Anime is kind of its own industry. Anime obviously being things out of Japan. That is typically what is defined as anime because anime just means animation in Japanese. So things from anime studios from Japan, things that are you know made from those companies for Japanese and international consumption with that style. There's a style to anime that we all know and understand. So anime will be covered later. Uh, this will be just for uh, animated series from uh, the United States, mostly, and some from Canada, obviously, or, you know, the, the, the western area states and everything like that. So, um, and also the movies that will be coming out. Um, just want to cover all those things before, you know, before 2020 hits us and we get uh, kind of crazy. So, I always do these preview episodes. This is kind of my, my latest time doing that, so... Let's go ahead and cover what's coming out, you guys. Um, so Animaniacs on Hulu is finally coming out. The new Animaniacs series, which I am tentatively interested in. I'm not super excited about Animaniacs reboot because Animaniacs is such a thing of its time. It's kind of like how I don't like The Simpsons anymore because it is very of its time and it should have been canceled a long time ago. Um, so to kind of keep it going into the next century when it's sort of about 90s suburban life and now it's well into the 2020s, I, I don't think it really works. So the idea of a cartoon variety show um, with parodies of songs and some political jokes, etc., etc., I don't know how that's going to handle very well on uh, nowadays. Maybe it'll do well. Uh, things get way too weird with politics nowadays, so I feel like their political jokes aren't going to be uh, as timeless as uh, a lot of the... Well, some a lot of the jokes in Animaniacs aren't timeless. They're of their time, in fact, entirely. Like Bill Clinton playing the saxophone. Does anyone understand that outside of my generation? Like, I don't think anybody gets that. Um, it's not a sex joke. Um, it, it's, it's a joke on the the two, 1994 election yeah 94 i think uh so yeah um 
uh, maybe in the 1990. I'm not sure. I'm not even sure which one it is. But um, uh, yeah, it, it's interesting to say the least. Um, or 92, the 92 election. That's what it is. Yes, sorry. The 1992 election. But, um, you know, Animaniacs is such a thing of its time. I don't know if it's going to translate well. And it's not definitely not going to be Animaniacs. Not like what it was back then. You can't. You can't just redo that show. Like, that show was lightning in a bottle. It was a sort of a, a captured situation that occurred. It's kind of like trying to redo, redo Ghostbusters. That's a whole other can of worms. But, you know, it, it's just sort of like a it, it, it happened the way it happened because of the talent behind it and what it was doing at the time. I don't think you can really can that kind of lightning. So we'll see. Maybe they'll. Maybe they'll. It'll. Maybe it'll be something completely new or something similar and com- and and really cool and enjoyable. Um, you know, uh, it, it's definitely something you could probably capture the feel of. So we'll see what they do uh, on Animaniacs for Hulu in 2020. So uh, I'm not sure when that's going to be actually. Uh, introduced. <laughs> it, it, it seems like uh, a lot of these things are just sort of like uh, slated for 2020, but they don't really have a whole lot of dates attached to them. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll try my best to let you know which ones are uh, are ready to go and which ones are not, uh, or, you know, which ones don't have a date or not. Um, let's see. Close Enough is finally getting there. So Close Enough has been picked up by HBO Max, which has been picking up a bunch of animated series. Uh, but Close Enough was... Um, it, it's J.G. Quintel's uh, next show that's going to be more adult. He, of course, did Advent, or not Adventure Time, a uh, regular show on uh, Cartoon Network, um, which kind of had its like hints of, like, uh, you know, sort of um, uh, adult-type humor in that and everything. But uh, it was, you know... it. it, it it wasn't an adult show, but this one is going to be a very adult-oriented show. It's very, uh, and it was slated to be on TBS a while ago. Uh, that got this is this show has been shelved since 2017 um, or 2018, I think. I think it went into development in 2017 and then has been shelved since 2018 um, because it was going to be uh, part of TBS's animation block that was basically headed up. Front with uh, Louis C.K.'s The Cops, and because of the uh, problems that Louis C.K. fell into, uh, they canceled The Cops. Uh, they canceled the airing of that. So I think that's that show's completely shelved. I don't think we're ever going to see that have the light of day ever again, uh, given you know uh, the whole Louis C.K. controversy. Um, but because of that, that whole block was scrapped, and J.G. Quintel's uh, and close enough was scrapped along with it. It was just shelved on TBS's, uh, you know, uh, line. But uh, HBO Max bought the rights to it, so HBO Max is now getting close enough by JG Quintel. And the trailers for the show looked really good. I was actually really looking forward to it. It looked pretty funny. It seemed to have the same type of uh, regular show humor, um, but you know, just with like curse words in it. So you know, it'll. Uh, it, I think it'll be a lot of good time because it's basically just a bunch of those types of jokes, a lot of uh, a lot of nostalgic uh, references in a lot of ways, but you know, a little more organic than a little more organic than Family Guy. 
Um, not much more, but a little bit more. At least, the, at least the nostalgia is a driving point to a lot of the the storylines in regular show. Um, also, it's not going to be as fantastical as regular show. Regular show is kind of like a living video game cartoon. That's like it's grounded with like real people, but they're all animals, and and then there's video game characters that show up, and yeah, it's, it's wacky. Adventure Time is, or uh, uh, regular show is a wacky show. It's not regular at all is kind of the point close enough is interesting though it's going to be about uh, a young couple uh with a daughter and they're just trying to get by and you know you know trying to uh a new married couple with a with a daughter and they're trying to get by in life it, it looks pretty funny so uh i'm looking forward to close enough another hbo max series uh adventure time distant lands we four episodes of adventure time focused around certain characters i think finn and jake uh, Ice King, or, well, I guess Simon, really, um, Bubblegum and Marceline, and I think one more episode centered around somebody, I'm not sure who, um, but, uh, it'll all be different, uh, adventures, probably taking about, I think they said a couple years after the series finale of Adventure Time, which I'm pretty happy for because I wasn't super satisfied with the Adventure Time ending. Uh, the more I had an episode on it, I speak highlier of it on this podcast than I really feel about it now. I actually think it was kind of a big letdown uh, after reflection on it. So, um, yeah, Adventure Time Distant Lands is, uh, is is kind of welcome for me. I think it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they actually wrap up these characters because I don't think that the... Uh, the series finale did that as well as uh, it could have, so uh, I'm interested on that. Uh, another HBO Max series is Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai. So, only thing we have of that is basically a title card, and we know it's going to be an action comedy uh, thriller kind of show, but it's animated. I'm not sure who's doing the animation for that one or anything, but yeah. Uh, Gremlins Secret of the Mogwai, in case you were down with some of that... Um, you know, uh, it would be Amblin Television will be producing it in Warner Brothers Animation. So Warner Brothers Animation doing that. Um, we'll see how that goes. But uh, I'm sure it'll have Gizmo, it'll have Mohawk, it'll have all like the the basic Gremlin characters in it. So that's coming to HBO Max as well. So it'll probably be another adult-oriented type of show, I assume. Um, so what's really cool about the the slate that's coming out here is that a lot of these, and, and it's, I don't know if it is cool, it actually is cool, because like a lot of these are coming out, and I think I only have a few that are network-oriented, that are from an actual network on television. Most of these are from streaming channels, streaming ser- services, and that's really the way to go when it comes to this whole animation thing, because animation is a very, very expensive thing, and the way to get around that is to have, to make it very a la carte style of uh, of delivery. When you have something that doesn't even make back its advertisement, unless you get insanely high um, ratings like fours and fives from The Simpsons, and in some cases eight, you know, The, the Simpsons never has to uh, be supplemented ever again. It's the reason it's able to, to, to keep going as long as it does because it, it, it pulls in a four every week, every week, weekend night. Uh, somehow it still does that. It kind of has the perfect time slot to do it, I think. I don't think... They, 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 they latched onto that time slot a long time ago, and they never let it go. Um, it's why King of the Hill was able to last so long until they finally were able to kill it 
fools. Hopefully it'll come back, but you know, like they 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 killed off King of the Hill, not before its time, but I think it had a lot more time to go uh, before it was before it was done. Um, but uh, you know, then I might be saying that it's gone too long. If it was still out today, I'd probably say it's been going on too long. They need to kill it off, but. You know, who knows? Um, depends on how good Mike Judge is at taking something that long. Um, but basically, uh, animation does not pay for itself. So having it on these, like, a la carte services uh, for things, it, it's it's a little bit easier to track these sorts of things. You can tell exactly what people are streaming. Uh, they don't really expose a lot of that to people. You know, a, a lot the, the numbers are kept kind of hidden. Like, it's a lot less than ratings nowadays. But you have that a la carte kind of service. It's like, oh, so a lot of people are watching this, and they're watching it a lot over and over, which is a lot of kids' cartoon-type stuff, which is a lot of kids' type of content. But, you know, if you have kids re-watching the same thing over and over, then you're going to want to have more of that as it goes along. So that's the interesting thing about that. So hopefully um, this this is a start of a new trend to where animation has a new house in these a la carte services, these types of uh, subscription services. Seems to be the way to go for animation because it's easier to get around that whole not being able to pay for ad- its own advertising type of thing. Um, so all these are pretty much from uh, uh, streaming services apart from a few. Uh, I actually think I only have one written, no, two uh, written down here. Uh, no, three, I guess, technically, but from two several ones. Uh, Disney Channel is picking up, uh, well, we'll get to that one, actually. Um, we'll, uh, another one from streaming services, from Netflix, Cleopatra in Space. Uh, Cleopatra in Space is de- adapted from Mike Mayhack, uh comic. Uh, Mike Mayhack is a great little artist. I've been following him for a long time. Uh, he has a very cute style. Um, I've got three of the volumes of Cleopatra in Space, I believe, but it's a very kid-oriented book. Uh, it's definitely for, like, kind of scholastics kind of thing, but it's about Cleopatra, the actual Cleopatra, at the age of 15, getting sucked into the future to fight a cosmic evil. So, you know, pretty fun, and zap things with 50s laser beams and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it, it, it seems pretty fun. There, there actually have been some episodes of this show leaked uh, prior to its premiere, but it will be premiering officially in Netflix on Netflix in 2020. It has a, it has launched, I think, in Asian countries in on Netflix right now. Um, so I think that's where the leaks came from. Uh, I think they came from uh, those Asian airings. Um, but uh, I've not watched all of this series. I only watched I think the first episode in the leaks. Oops, sorry. Uh, but no. Um, so I'm pretty excited for it. It seems pretty fun. Uh, very interesting animation style. Um, some of it kind of looks a little bit canned or, or puppeteered in, in a few ways, but uh, yeah, some good some good frame to frame stuff I've noticed in there. Some good camera swooping that I enjoy. Um, you know, nothing nothing Rise of the TMNT level. That to me is like the epitome of of like flash animation. I love Rise of the TMNT's uh, style of animation. I absolutely adore it. Um, but yeah, so Cleopatra in Space coming to Netflix 2020. I think pretty early, too. I think it's the first quarter uh, that'll be coming. Uh, Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons for CW Seed. Uh, Deathstroke getting uh, his own little shorts. They've had a few of these. They had Vixen. They've had The Ray. They've had a few others like this. Constantine. They had a Constantine uh, miniseries on CW Seed. They're, I think it's done by the same Warner Brothers studio that does Young Justice and all those and everything. So... Um, these things are okay. Uh, I think they're kind of rushed in a lot of ways. There's a lot of, um, 
there's a lot of uh, weird tricks that are used to to get the animation done sort of quickly, it feels like. Um, but maybe this one will be uh, more... Uh, you got Deathstroke, so I think there's going to be lots of uh, cool uh, fight scenes with him, because that's how he works. He's going to be played by Michael Chiklis as well, which is a bit of... Weird casting for me, but uh, you know he's got the he's got the manly gravelly voice, and that's pretty much all you need for Deathstroke the Terminator. Um, but I I'm just I'm a sucker for um, I'm a sucker for uh, Ron Perlman as uh, as Deathstroke. He's always the guy for me for Slade. So you know uh, it, it'd be interesting to see him come back and do Slade again. But they also want him to be kind of like an anti-hero in this. He's like fighting other villains. We're gonna have Hive. We're gonna have Shiva. Stuff like that. He's going to be fighting other villains, so he's going to be the villain fighting other villains, which is an odd duck choice to take with him, but it happens all the time with him. I don't know. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I think it'll be very interesting to see if that works. Uh, let's see. What's the other one? Ah, yes. Here is the only network uh, show that I have listed on here, which is The Owl House. Uh, probably the one I'm pretty much most excited for uh the owl house is uh gonna be pretty awesome it is uh it's gonna be on disney channel it's about a little girl named luz who goes to uh the boiling isles which is a weird fantasy world i guess um but um and she gets uh she gets taken in by a witch named ida um, who's going to teach her to be a witch, I guess, go to witching school and stuff like that. Very, uh, very, um, Harry Potter-esque type stuff, but, uh, she's in a big demon realm, so that'll be pretty cool. But, yeah, this is developed by, uh, Dana Terrace. Uh, she was a, uh, storyboard supervisor, I think, and story supervisor on Gravity Falls. So we've also got Alex Hirsch on here doing some voices for it, uh, because Alex Hirsch, of course the uh, creator of Gravity Falls, and uh, this is the second series on the Disney Channel that is from a Gravity Falls alum, uh, the first one being Amphibia, which debut, which premiered last year. First season came out, I think, all within a, a couple of weeks of it of, of its airing. All 20, all the, all of the first 20 episodes were aired, uh, and that was a good little show, uh, and it's coming back, I think, for season two. Um, and I'm super stoked for this one as well. Uh, it will be uh, January 10th, 2020, so very early. And actually, just a couple of weeks, we'll be seeing uh, The Owl House on the Disney Channel. Right now, so far, there's only 10 episodes, and uh, I am pretty stoked about that. And they'll be going out uh, one a week, which is cool. So all the way up into March. So I love me some one-a-week type of air dates. That is... Uh, cool. I've, I'm uh, well. Okay. There's there's a big gap between episodes five and six because that's how that always happens. There's a small gap, I'd say. It's from Jan February seventh to twenty first. So hopefully uh, it won't be too much in between there. But yeah. So January tenth, twenty twenty. The Owl House. Super excited for that. Cannot wait. I love me some Gravity Falls alums doing more stuff. So that's the only thing that I have that's on the Disney Channel. Well, there's another show coming on the Disney Channel, but there's not a whole lot of uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Not a lot of information about this yet, but it's going to be based off the television or the comic book from Marvel Comics, Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur. So uh, genius girl and a giant red T-Rex. So we'll see how that looks. Uh, no real word on how that looks yet. Um... And I think that's the only two I have on here that's actually from 
a a real network. I think there's a Nickelodeon one coming out uh, at some point. Uh, Adventures in Wonder Park, I think, is coming out next week. Um, and uh, yeah, that's going to be... Adventures in Wonder Park is going to be just a, a spinoff of that movie. Remember the movie, Wonder Park? Uh, yeah, that's going to happen. The rest of stuff on on on, uh, on any network show is like Disney Jr. and Nick Jr. type stuff, like Santiago of the Seas and Myra Royal Detective, um, or Mira Royal Detective. Those are very young-oriented shows that uh, you know are not for... You know, they're for they're for kids to, to watch obviously but you know um, uh, very young oriented not family oriented like things like the owl house uh, but you know uh, you know it, it, it's it's weird that that again like animation is shifting towards this subscription based service thing it's really where it's gonna be housed really well um, another one I'm pretty excited for is invincible on Amazon video uh, invincible it's gonna be based off the uh, Robert Kirkman uh, comic book property that kind of got him his name. Well, uh, kind of got him his name in comics. Uh, the Walking Dead obviously got his name in pop culture. Everybody knows Robert Kirkman created Walking Dead uh, along with Tony Moore. Uh, but uh, prior to that, Invincible was his claim to fame on Image Comics and in the comic industry. Uh, Invincible was one of the one of the newer kind of heroes. Is like one of the better new origins of a young hero type thing 17 year old who basically is invulnerable um and uh you know he goes around fighting giant monsters and you know it's your basic super superhero fare but there's lots of death and consequences along with it so it's sort of like an upscaled spider-man in a lot of ways because spider-man's always about like you know his powers and responsibilities you know and uh that coming back to haunt him and bite him this is kind of the same thing uh, because he can't be hurt physically, so there's a lot of other things that you know this life really takes from him. Uh, so it's uh, it's going to be done by Sky- Skybound Entertainment. Uh, this is in the wake of a canceled Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg movie that Amazon had the rights to, I think, and they were going to push it as a movie, and they decided to go with this cartoon series instead. So Skybound Entertainment going to be doing that. Uh, Steven Yeun going to be playing the titular character, uh, Invincible. I forget the kid's name in the actual comic. Um, but, uh, yeah, he'll be playing the titular main character, which is really cool. Um, really stoked about that. I love Steven Yeun. I think he's one of my favorite voice actors right now. Uh, and J.K. Simmons will also be in it. I don't know the character that he's playing. It's Omni, I think. Um, I'm not familiar with that character. I haven't really read the Invincible series all that much. Um, but J.K. Simmons will be on it. J.K. Simmons is my favorite actor, period, of all time. So anytime you get J.K. Simmons in something, I am down. Um, as you will know from next week's episode, Klaus. So uh, next week's episode will be Klaus on Christmas. So uh, Merry Christmas to everybody there uh, who's listening to that one. Um, but yeah, so Invincible, going to be pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about that. It's very The boy. It's not super, It's not very much like The Boys, but it's in that same vein, I feel like. It's very adult-oriented stuff. There's going to be death. There's going to be gore. There's going to be bad things happening uh, in this uh, in this show. So I'm pretty excited to see what they do with it. I haven't seen any of the animation or uh, how it's going to look, so I'm, I'm intrigued by that. Uh, let's see. Wizards Tales of Arcadia coming to Netflix. So Tales of Arcadia, obviously, as you know, is Troll Hunters. Troll Hunters is uh, the... Uh, this is the third series in the Troll Hunters uh, series. We had Troll Hunters, which uh, you know followed Jim Lake. We had seasons one, two, and three of that. Well, technically four seasons of that. They 
kind of made season one into into season one and two into one season but uh you know uh but yeah we got we got uh it it seems like they're coming back to that because they had also three below uh which focuses on aliens which was interesting that happened in arcadia and now we're going into wizards that uh live in arcadia so uh we're gonna circle back around i think to a lot of the jim lake stuff a lot of the troll hunter stuff is probably gonna come back because we're going back into the magic realm um Pretty excited about that. I did. I do love Tales of Arcadia. I love the the animation that's on there. Um, uh, that's that that they pull off and everything. So, pretty excited for that. Um, let's see what Yabba Dabba Dinosaurs. Uh, very. This is an interesting one. I'm not super excited about this one all that much. Uh, but it's uh, it's another new Boomerang cartoon. So Boomerang's been doing this thing of kind of taking old properties and making new things of them. Um, they took Wacky Races, they took um, the new Looney Tunes show, they called it Wabbit. That title got thrown out after season one, I think, and they turned into the new Looney Tunes cartoons, or the new adventures of Looney Tunes, I forget what it's actually called. Uh, they have the new Scooby-Doo cartoon show up, which is an odd duck, um, which is Guess Who Scooby-Doo. That is a weird, weird cartoon, and I'm, I'm, I'm weirded out that it exists. Um, this Yabba Dabba Dinosaurs has been shelved for, I think, a full year now. It was supposed to come out last year, maybe even 2018 this was supposed to come out. Uh, but it's a, it's a very kid-oriented show about Pebbles and Bam Bam and Dino going on adventures together, maybe? I'm not sure. Um, but Boomerang's supposed to be having this, um, and they're finally launching it in 2020? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, they've already they already canceled any new episodes of Wacky Races and the other reboot cartoon they did that I can't remember. So weird things going on with Boomerang. Boomerang's not exactly a successful streaming service right now. Um, they they seem to be trying to get in with everybody else. They're on Verve, though they don't have a lot of content on Verve. I think they're also matching up with uh, Amazon in a few ways as well. So I don't really know what they're doing. Um, Boomerang is, I think it's a struggling service right now. Uh, I thought they, I think they probably thought they had a good grip on, on, the, on the whole streaming service thing, but I don't think they have a whole lot to go with it. Um, another thing they have is an Untitled Transformers War for Cybertron trilogy coming to Netflix. I'm pretty excited about that. The War for Cybertron games were very interesting, so... Uh, I think going into this realm of like Autobots versus Decepticon style stuff, you know, that's that's where the meat of that franchise is at is definitely within the war on Cybertron, the war between Decepticons and Autobots. Um, so that'll be pretty cool to watch. I really enjoyed those games. I think that game trilogy is actually really solid, um, and I, I'll be I'll be very interested to see how that how that uh, goes, um, or how, how, how well that looks. I don't know what form of animation it's going to take, probably CG, don't know what format. Um, I hope this also elicits them to put up uh, put up uh, Transformers, uh, Transformers Prime uh, on Netflix. Uh, Transformers Prime, uh, that was one of my, that, that, that was a really good series that I saw very late as it was streaming on Netflix, and now you can only stream episode, season one, and the 
the final movie on Netflix, which is odd. So hopefully they're doing this war on Cybertron. They'll pull back all the content from that again. I'd like to stream that series again, and hopefully it'll be the same people doing that. Uh, Jeff Klein's been doing Transformers for a long time, so he'll probably be involved in some way in this untitled War for Cybertron trilogy. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what, what they do with that. I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that one. And another one that seems interesting is Solar Opposites on Hulu, developed by Justin Roiland, about a couple of a bunch of aliens that come uh, to Middle America to settle in. So you know, Solar Opposites, that'll be interesting. A sci-fi comedy from Justin Roiland, I think that'll be pretty fun. Um, so uh, Justin Roiland, obviously known as the guy who created Rick and Morty, and is also uh, Rick and Morty's voice, and I'm pretty excited. Uh, for anything that Justin Roiland does, Justin Roiland is a wacky, wacky dude, and I support him in almost every way, shape, and form. That's all the TV series that I have that are kind of... Obviously, there's other TV series coming out, uh, but nothing that I'm really um, sinking my teeth into to talk about very much. Maybe when some trailers start coming out, maybe I'll go check those out and then let you know how I feel about that. Still no word on one particular one, which is Astro Boy. Uh, Astro Boy, if you guys remember back on the first year of this podcast, there was a trailer for a new Astro Boy from a French animation studio, and it's still just kind of happening, but it's just in limbo. It was go it was a gorgeous trailer, and I really would like to see something about it, but nothing, nothing of it so far, and uh, I'm pretty sad about it, uh, but that's going to do it for the TV series. Let's move on to the movies. What... What movies are coming out this year, guys? We've got two two Pixar movies, which I'm sort of not really... Ugh, as you can tell about my yawning, I'm not really super excited about either of these. Uh, Onward, which is going to be Tom Holland and Chris Pratt uh, as elves going on an adventure to find their father or to materialize their father from this staff that exists so it's got a little bit of weakened bernies because they materialize half of him so they're walking around with their dad's legs the whole time it's a weird 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 idea um but something i haven't seen before uh, we'll we'll see i don't know um but it, it's it looks okay um nothing really makes me laugh out loud in the trailer for it but um i wasn't super excited for coco either and Coco kind of blew me away in a lot of ways. Um, kind of the same thing with Soul. Soul looks pretty good. I think it looks pretty cute. Um, although it does have a guy die right at the start of it. <laughs> but uh, the main character's soul leaves his body at the beginning. So, you know, that's that's basically called dying. But uh, And then I guess he's trying to, like, get back to his body or do something in order to get back in. So it that that one seems like it's gonna have some tug at your heartstrings kind of stuff. The guy's also a piano jazz player, I think. So there's gonna be a lot of uh, that incorporated through the whole thing. There's probably gonna be some great uh, jazz music and and uh, maybe some R and B stuff like that. It'll be very very culturally aware of that sort of thing. And it, it looks, it, I think that I think music wise, that one's gonna be really solid. Um, Onward, I'm intrigued by, but I'm not super excited for. So maybe that'll it'll really hit home for like what that really is. I'm not super excited about much actually in this year. Uh, now that I think about it, there's only a few that I'm actually excited about. The Call of the Wild, which is a uh, a CG animated movie that's got Harrison Ford and a dog, um, but it's one of those realistic type 
movies where it's like, oh, we filmed it wholly like this thing, and then then we animated over top of it, so it's all rotoscope CG. Um, I don't know why they think that's like, oh, it's this new technology where we put cartoons over top of real film. It's called rotoscoping. It's old as time, and it's it's as old as the practice of of animation. You know, it's uh, it's back in the days of Fleischer, and you know, it's not it's not that impressive, honestly. Um, but um, you know, it, it it looks interesting. I saw a trailer for that one, so that's coming out pretty early next year, I think. But I'm not super excited about that one either. Uh, the Crudes Two. You guys remember The Crudes? Yeah, it was a Pixar movie uh, not too long ago. Um, then there was Dawn of the Crudes, which was a DreamWorks animated mo- uh, TV series that lasted like three seasons that I didn't know were around. So, you know, uh, so Crudes 2, that's happening. I I don't think Emma Stone's returning for that one. I think they're going... I'm not sure Nick Cage is returning for it either. I don't know. It's odd. It's, it's This one's been shelled for a long time because DreamWorks was having a lot of that uh, financial trouble and they decided to go with, you know, newer things or try... They, they would do, like, a staple and then do a new one. They'd do a staple movie and they do another one. Crudes wasn't really eliciting much, um, I guess... Uh, fervor over it so they sort of canned this one for a long time so to even see it on the slate now for dreamworks is odd to me because i thought this one was completely shelved i didn't think we'd ever see anything else of this again so uh i i think it was supposed to coincide with the dawn of the crudes ending which ended i think in early 2018 uh i think was when the last episode of the crudes came out so yeah so it, it it's a bit bit weird that uh but we're we're getting around to crudes too so it's happening i guess so uh a little bit weird trolls world tour you guys remember the other dreamworks movie trolls trolls were invented in 1940 i think no 1910 maybe no i think it was like 1940 when the trolls were invented um trolls are those little like dolls with the hair that you can comb um that's a property that's been floating around my entire life uh, which is interesting. There's been cartoons. There's been uh, supplementary cartoons. It, this one's like kind of like My Little Pony. It just sort of like has these weird little aversions to themselves. And that's actually worth documenting, honestly. It's very weird uh, the, the amount of cartoons that have come out with trolls attached to it is a very interesting bit of history. Um uh, with some really weird properties, honestly. Um, yeah, Trolls World Tour is a sequel to Trolls, which is a smash hit, actually. Um, had Justin Timberlake. It had Kelly Clarkson. Don't quote me if that's who it's not. I'm not sure. Uh, but kids love that movie. It's got uh, cover songs from like a bunch of crazy pop songs. And it's kind of the same thing. The, the only interesting thing I'll give it from the trailer that I've seen is that there are other troll tribes the first one was about pop music, and the other troll tribes are all different types of music. I think that's kind of clever. Uh, you can have different types of... I, I like to have, like, different tribes and different types of the same, you know, type of... Uh, it, 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 it can lead into some interesting narrative when you have different tribes to go into and have different things. So you have, like, the rock trolls that have all rock and roll and they're all metal and you got the you know the the r&b trolls or the rap trolls or whatever so that's that it's it's interesting that that can be interesting i think but again this is just sort of like a a a, um 
you know, it, it's it's exactly what it is. This is going to be uh, a property thrown in for cash grab for for DreamWorks, which you know everything's a cash grab. Honestly, if you look at it, everything's supposed to make money. Uh, I artistically, I can't see much about it uh, that seems interesting. Um, same with uh, this next one, Minions Two: The Rise of Gru. Uh, Minions is a terrible movie. I hate that movie. I hate that it's one of the highest-grossing movies of all time. Um, I like the Despicable Me movies. I think they're fine. I think the first one has a lot of heart. I don't think the other two have as much heart, but it still has some. Uh, they still have Sergio Pablos attached to them, I think. They all have them attached to them. I'm not sure. But the Minions movies definitely do not have Sergio Pablos attached to them. This movie does not have Sergio Pablos attached, so I don't really care. Sergio Pablos, for those that don't know, great animator from uh, uh, with a great Disney pedigree. Uh, he created Klaus. Go watch Klaus. Go watch Klaus before next week's episode, because we're going to be talking about Klaus. We're going to be talking about Sergio Pablos. Um, Rise of Gru, not excited for it. I, I have no interest in it whatsoever um sponge on the run spongebob movie sponge on the run the only reason i'm interested in this one honestly is the look of it the look of it seems very cool uh it's not your basic cg it kind of has like a mixture of 2d and cgi uh to it the sort of um i don't know what you call it painted texture that's on it uh very interesting the shading and shadows it doesn't look like your typical cg movie it doesn't look like your typical 2d movie uh i like i like that i like things to look different it kind of reminds me of klaus in a lot of ways go watch klaus go listen to the podcast next week on klaus um and uh yeah so uh you know, uh, I'm, I'm interested in that. Uh, I'll go, I, I might go see Sponge on the Run just because it looks different and I enjoy that. But it's a Spongebob movie. You've seen the first one, you're going to know what the other ones are. They, It's another road trip, it's another adventure, it's another Spongebob thing. I'm kind of done with Spongebob, but, oh, and there's going to be a celebrity guest that's like, haha, look, there he is, it's Keanu Reeves. Uh, they just spoiled it in the trailers now. They, they did it with David Hasselhoff, too. They never should have spoiled David Hasselhoff being in that movie, uh, honestly. Um, but yeah, that that's it's the same formula you saw with the other two SpongeBob movies. So there it is again. Uh, but at least it has a different look to it, and I always, I always appreciate it when something has a different look. Um, now here are the two that I'm actually excited for. Uh, one and only Ivan is, uh, is going to be a new animated feature. Uh, it's based on a best time, best-selling book, um, uh, best-selling book that came out, I think in 2013. Uh, it's about a gorilla and an elephant, I think, befriending each other. I actually don't know the plot of this, uh, this children's novel, but, uh, it's by, uh, K, K.A. Applegate, uh, and illustrated by, uh, Patricia Castell... Castileo, Castileo. Um, so that's uh, that looks very cool. Uh, the illustrations in this uh, book look very nice. So the fact that it's getting a movie adaptation looks uh, pretty cool. Uh, I'm pretty down for that, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. It's uh, the production went in uh, 28, uh, I think May 1st, 2018. So I think it's uh, it's slated to come out this year. I think. Possibly, there's no actual word on the Wikipedia page that it's coming out, but it is slated on 
it's uh, on you know the rest of the internet, so maybe it'll maybe it'll come back and maybe it'll be on 2020. I'm not sure, but uh, one and only Ivan. It's about a about a circus gorilla and a circus elephant, and uh, uh, with beautiful illustrations, a kids book. So uh, that one I'm actually interested in because it's something kind of new, and uh, you know we'll we'll see what it see what it does. Now the other one that I'm super excited for this one. Uh, basically took over a gigantic, the gigantic movie that was based on Jack and the Beanstalk, which was shelved by Disney, um, uh, which I don't think has any life in it yet, uh, but I don't think it's completely off the shelf. They said the story wasn't working for it, but uh, this is the movie that they have since brought in to take its place, Raya and the Last Dragon. There is not much known about this at all, except uh, there's a lot of art that was shown at D23, um, I'm pretty excited for this movie. I think it looks really cool. It's interesting that there's not a whole lot of information about this thing because it's a replacement movie for Gigantic. So this movie could be an absolute mess, or it could be a big disappointment, or it could be any of these things, But uh, or it could be just one of those sleeper hits that just kind of like, oh, this was a good idea we've been holding on to for a while, um, and then... It just will explode with some good with some good stuff. I just know that the art looks fantastic on it. The dragons look cool. The main character looks very interesting. Uh, there, there's things about it that I've never seen before in a Disney film, and that makes me excited. And also Disney going back to the Chinese uh, Chinese mythology and Chinese look of things. I'm super excited about. One of my favorite things about Mulan is all that's all the the Chinese mythology that comes out of it, but there's not a lot of that stuff. It's sort of very truncated with just Mushu and all that stuff, and it's more about, like, you know, Mulan and her journey. So I would love to see a movie that has more uh, mythology and magic from that realm. I'm, I'm really excited about that. I feel like Disney's trying to capitalize on China's big uh, big uprising in the animation industry. China's had a, lo- a bunch of big hits uh, in China, uh, uh, for their animation, uh, Hero Returns, um, uh, the White Snake. White Snake looks really cool. Uh, the Guardian Brothers. These are all big hits in China that were uh, pretty close to Pixar level um, uh, quality too. I've watched all of them uh, subtitled, and uh, you know the animation is woof, really, really good looking. So um, I'm intrigued to see uh, what Disney can do with that. It, it feels kind of like that they're doing that sort of a thing they're trying to capitalize on that sort of market you know jump into the chinese market man that's what everybody's trying to do we all saw the south park episode uh the other one i'm excited for i'm i'm semi excited for this one scoob so i love scooby-doo uh scooby-doo is a is a is a is a a very deep deeply rooted in my heart i absolutely love it um you know i i don't love everything that scooby-doo but Everything that comes out that is Scooby, I'm going to give it a watch. I'm going to give it a look. And this looks pretty heartfelt. I'm going to go ahead and say it. It looks pretty heartfelt. Uh, Sponge on the Run kind of has the same storyline for it. It has the origin of Scooby meeting, or Shaggy meeting Scooby, whereas SpongeBob has the origin story of SpongeBob meeting Gary. Um, but yeah, um, what's interesting about this is what Dick Dastardly is in this mo- is in this movie as well. So as well as the 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 Blue Falcon. So it's sort of going in that realm of taking everything from 
the the Hanna-Barbera realm that Warner Brothers has and kind of making it into a, a, a feature film, which I think looks very interesting. My biggest problem is that Matthew Lillard is not playing Shaggy. It's kind of a slap in the face because he is also a movie guy. And he is a movie actor, and he's been playing Shaggy for about 10 years now. So you could easily just have gotten him. They did get Frank Welker in for Scooby, but he's not playing Fred. They had to get Zac Efron to play Fred. So, you know, it, changing up the voices I'm not a big fan of. I think everybody could have done the voices, uh, and it would have made more sense uh, for me. But I get it. Fred's a teenager. They want to have more teenage voice. Um, so they got Zac Efron, but he sounds more of a teenager than Frank Welker, let's be honest. Uh, Frank Welker has been doing Fred for a long time, and it's weird to hear anybody doing Fred that's not him. Um, and uh, Matthew Lillard's been doing him for, cause people say Casey Kasem, he has been doing uh, Shaggy for a long time, for, but for about 10 years, for about a decade, it's been Matthew Lillard for a long time. So, you know, ever since the Scooby-Doo movie, he's been doing that voice. So uh, I don't know why you had to get... Oh, it's one of the kids in the hall that's doing him. I forget his name. Uh, but yeah, it's one of him doing him. And uh, it, it just seems weird. It's a weird thing to have Shaggy. It's one of your main characters, and it's not Matthew Lillard, or obviously it's not Casey Kasem because he passed away. But even before uh, Casey Kasem passed away, you had Matthew Lillard doing Shaggy's voice. So it's weird. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, but some of the jokes did land. There's a lot of the jokes that did land for me in the trailer, so I'm I'm fairly excited for that, and I want to see what they do with this whole Hanna-Barbera as a movie-type universe. I feel like they're kind of going in that direction. We'll see if it, you know, pans out and this actually is successful, so. But that's all the movies coming out in 2020. Animated movies, so not a bunch of stuff I'm excited for, but a few things that I am excited for, and some things that I'm just gonna forget about uh, entirely. Kind of like this year. Ooh, is that a preview for best of 2019? I don't know, but that episode's coming up uh, pretty soon as well. But that's gonna do it for this episode of the Animation Destination Podcast. That's everything coming out in 2020, guys. Thanks for joining me. Uh, you can check us out at destinationcomics.com/dnn, animationdestination.com. Uh, and you can also check us out on Facebook at Animation Destination and on Twitter at Animation Pod. That's going to do it for this week. Next week, it's Claws. Stay tuned.